Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. We haven't really talked since the last episode. Pretty much like Lennon and McCartney. We're not friends. Yeah, I mean, once these seasons are done... We sort of go our separate ways. To our mansions. Yeah, I mean, like like the Beatles, like McCartney would go up to his farm in Scotland. John Lennon was in New York. So we just don't talk. Ringo was down at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, <laughs> playing with the band. <laughs> That's his side gigs with the animatronic band. <laughs> oh, man. George was on top of a mountaintop in yep. India. Yeah, that's right. We have something new this season, don't we, Matt? We do. Kenny Gmail is Kenny our Gmail. new segment. We also don't want to miss that opportunity to share some of the cool things that people are writing to us. So we thought each of a pod, you know, we'll take one uh, email and read it. Matt's just going to randomly pick one. Just randomly pick one. Yeah. So this first one, shout out to Shyla for sending this one. This was in response to our NXS kick of a pod. And when did we get this email? This one came uh, January 3rd this year. Okay, so responding to something about a year and a half ago. Her email, again, thank you, Shyla. Thank you for the auspicious write-up. It, in fact, was a amusement account it. Look advanced to more added agreeable from you. By the way, how can we communicate? Wow. Thanks for asking that. I mean, how we can communicate, finestworksongs at gmail.com, yeah. you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at finestworksongs. Does she have a website of her own? Let me see what it is dreamproxies.com oh, okay yeah that must be like a startup business sure i'm sure since this is our first kenny gmail i do have one more i great. wanted to just really read and this one comes from lorenza he has a i mean this is a great question can i vape on university of miami <laughs> oftentimes people come to us for answers especially about vaping <laughs> so it's a topic we frequently discuss <laughs> really philosophical question yeah can especially I vape on, on university of on miami? university of miami what can you do on university of or miami? what can't you do yeah i mean maybe that, that's, maybe the that's the real question, question yeah. yeah i mean did lorenzen yeah i think it's lorenzen does he have a website too yeah george-mccracken.com okay. uh, slash 3mg i think for milligrams dash nicotine mm-hmm. dash is dash how dash much uh-huh. dash is dash nick dash salts can I vape on University of Miami? That's a good question. Lawrence. Really good question. If any listeners have any uh, <laughs> any answers to that, please yeah, let okay. us know. Or go to that website. Do you want to say it again? Oh, sure. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> so thanks yes. to all the listeners for emailing. Yeah. And hey, listen, maybe you'll be lucky enough to have us read it on the air. So thanks to both of you. All right, Matt, as we begin season four, what album are we covering? We are talking about today, Emmy Lou Harris's Wrecking Ball. As always, we begin with our memories. So what is your memory of Emmylou Harris's Wrecking Ball? Emmylou Harris has never been someone on my radar. Although, as I've listened to this album, it makes me wonder why why not. And I, I know part of it is, as we've talked about before, you know, I went through a time where I kind of vehemently avoided country. And mm-hmm. so I think that negates a huge chunk of artists and, and, and music to listen to. Uh, so I never really you know, listened to her you know, country stuff. And so, so my memory of this album is really listened to it the past week preparing for this. But as I've listened to it, the thing that just ties it all together is her voice, which is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. It's a really interesting atmospheric album. What's your memory of uh, Emmylou Harris's Wrecking Ball? 
Matt, did I ever tell you that I went to military school overseas? Hmm. No, you didn't. Yeah, it was a pretty positive experience for the most part, except for this one time that we were flying home and uh, our plane crashed on a remote, uninhabited jungle island. Oh, man. Only one adult survived. That was the captain. But he was pretty delirious, and so it was kind of up to the kids Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. running the show. As one of the oldest boys, uh, I tried to get things organized and get everyone together. And there was another older boy, and he kind of had a different idea of what to do, but they elected me leader of the group. Okay. Obviously, the first thing is rescue. Mm-hmm. And so I take the glasses of this one. Only one boy wore glasses. Sure. We were able to start a fire, and we had to keep this fire going so mm-hmm. that if any aircraft passed by, sure. we would be rescued. Except for one night, the captain, the adult, was fever sick and delusional mm-hmm. and wandered off into the jungle. The other older boy was on watch duty, but they went into the jungle to go try and find the captain and let the fire go out. Oh, man. And we missed a helicopter go by. We got into a fight, that mm. older boy and I. I blamed him. He thought my leadership was poor, so he went off and formed his own camp. Mm. And this guy, his whole thing was, we're not going to worry about rescue. We're mm. going to be hunters, and we're going to paint our faces up and go, yeah. you know, be tough and everything. So that that's attractive to these young sure. boys. Cause I'm, I'm saying let's sit and be reasonable and be try safe get rescued. and yeah. logical. And- yeah. And these guys got out of control. One of the boys thought that the captain was a monster. Mm. So he killed him. Uh, they came and stole our knife. They stepped on the glasses. You know, when I challenged them saying, Hey, don't you want to be rescued? This is where it turned, things turned a corner. Mm-hmm. They said, we don't care. We're in this for the meat. Sure. We were not coming back together on this oh, team man. meet. They became savages. Right. They end up killing a wild pig, and that draws the remaining members of my camp, except for that boy with the glasses. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the two of us, and we're pretty scared. Things go crazy. Another boy dies. Me and my partner go over to their little Neverland area. We try and pull everyone together to be sensible. Right. But then one of those crazy kids pushes a boulder <gasps> off this cliff, and mm-hmm. it lands on my friend and it kills him so now i'm the only one left who is not a wild Mm -hmm. hunter and so i'm on the run from them they end up just setting fire to the jungle to to smoke me out so that they can kill me the hunters are after me Mm -hmm. the fire is raging i don't think i'm gonna make it out alive and i run and i make it i fall into the beach and i'm laying there weeping and heaving Mm -hmm. this pilot comes up they saw the fire and they landed on the beach to rescue us you know? I'm, I'm just these kids are crazy they're all you know trying to kill and they, yeah. they push this huge boulder i mean it was like the size of a wrecking ball on on my friend and it killed him and he's like whoa whoa, whoa let me stop you there have you heard that soothing album <laughs> wrecking ball by emmy lou harris it completely changed her career i'm like they killed i appreciate like, that but yeah they killed all these kids and they're about to kill me and he's like man i'll tell you what kills me is her adaptation <laughs> Of that Jimi Hendrix song, Waterfall. <laughs> and I was like, is this a delusion? Are you a real adult? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? But anyway, they rescued us. Kids got put in timeout. Sure. And then sent home. Yeah. And everything was fine. And I did eventually find this album. So that's my memory of Emilio Harris's Wrecking Ball. Timeout. That's appropriate for killing yeah. people. Sure. Well, you don't want to fight violence with violence. No. Right? Well, that's true. Yeah, you're, you're kind of setting the precedent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Here's the first track on this album, Wrecking Ball, and this is Where Will I Be?
why are we talking about right. an album of covers by a prolific, legendary country artist mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like country? Right. Right. <laughs> Quick backstory on Emmy Lou. So she's born in Alabama. She grew up as a military brat, moving mm-hmm. around. Her dad was actually a prisoner of war. You got to think the pain of 10 months not knowing if your dad is alive. It's right. You know, influenced you Mm -hmm. uh, as an artist and at this point she had fallen in love with folk music Mm -hmm. she worshipped Joan Baez she even wrote a letter to Pete Seeger Mm -hmm. when she was in high school saying that she feels that she hasn't suffered enough to be able to write anything oh well and he he wrote her back and remembered that years later which is pretty cool she actually spent time in North Carolina Mm -hmm. at the University of North Carolina Greensboro which is has actually produced a fair number of musical stars if you will is that right in addition to Emmylou harris mm-hmm. jim avitt who's the father of seth and scott avitt mm-hmm. a musician in his own right ben folds is a oh, alum of unc greensboro the rapper the baby mm-hmm. and then perhaps most famously is um samwell who had a hit on youtube a few years called what what in the butt <laughs> So UNCG, well done. I mean, like I said, an illustrious long list of uh, musical alums. Yeah. <laughs> that just happens to include Emmylou Harris. <laughs> That's right. I like that you mentioned Ben Folds as kind of an afterthought. <laughs> kind of the final was like, and Samuel. And Samuel. Yeah. Like, this is the finale. <laughs> yeah. So she drops out of college. She goes to New York. She gets married. She has a baby. Mm-hmm. She gets a divorce. She moves back in with her parents in Northern Virginia and feels like she's done. Mm-hmm. She feels like a failure. The Flying Burrito Brothers, mm-hmm. they hear her sing, I guess just like playing in the bar or whatever. They move on to their next gig, which is, I believe their last gig is the Flying Burrito Brothers ever. Mm-hmm. And they had invited Graham Parsons mm-hmm. to join them. Graham Parsons had been part of that band. He is famous for being in the birds mm-hmm. and leading them to record Sweetheart of the Rodeo, kind of being the godfather of this country, rock, soul, blues fusion. Right. You know, as he's there, he's talking to them. This is according to Emily Lou Harrison in an interview. He's talking to the Flying Burrito Brothers, talking about an upcoming album he's doing and how he wishes he had a female artist to sing with. Mm -hmm. And they say, hey, we just heard this artist. We don't know how to get in touch with her. So this is the crazy part. In that room at that time was Emmylou Harris's kid's babysitter. What? Yeah. Because she apparently just loved music, would travel around, see people play, was always backstage and that sort of thing. So the babysitter goes, I know how to find her. Oh my God. Isn't that insane? That's unbelievable. That she's in the room at that time and knows. And so gets in touch with Amy Lou. Graham brings her into the spotlight mm-hmm. and then sadly, tragically dies of an overdose. Mm-hmm. But here's Amy Lou and she starts off her career and just blows the country world away. Wow. Her first eight albums are in the top 10 of the US country charts. Albums two and three being number one. And then she has albums at number two, number three. Wow. So she is on top of the world. So this lady is a country legend already at this point. Mm -hmm. She comes to this place where she's at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. She makes a deal with the devil by Robert Johnson. That's right. Oh, man. Played by Joe Satriani. (laughs) Joe Satriani. He plays the devil. Oh, yeah, sure. It is Satriani, right? Is it Joe Satriani or Steve Vai that plays the devil? That's the highest honor if you are those type of guitarists is to play the devil, not Robert Johnson. Well, I think what's more nuts, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, Ralph Macchio, <laughs> who at the time was probably 35. Right. Because yeah. he's like 28 when he plays Yeah, because he, he's 60 now. <laughs> he, he's literally, oh, he's 59 now. Yeah. So she, so Emily Harris is at a crossroads. Yes, yeah, so she's at a crossroads. She's in her late 40s. Mm-hmm. Her albums are slowly getting less 
well received. Country music is changing at that She's point. She's not changing. She's yeah. doing her thing. But country, you know, Nashville's like this corporate beast. Mm-hmm. It's going to swallow anything that doesn't serve its agenda. You know, it's like the, what's that monster in Return of the Jedi? The, the, the Sarlacc. Yeah. Remember they go to the mm-hmm. desert and it's that monster. Mm-hmm. And Emmy Lou is like Princess Leia. Yep. She's tied up to a record label, right? <laughs> and yep. then who's, uh, who's Daniel Lebois? He's Luke, Luke Skywalker. Oh, Luke. No, he's a good guy. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And so she chokes. Yeah, this is great. She yeah. chokes out her record label, yep. gets off that major record label. Mm-hmm. In comes Daniel Lemois. They team up, swing off of that yep. ship, mm-hmm. and then escape the corporate Nashville yep. monster. That's a great analogy. And then she records an album that sounds like this. Her first album not to chart on the country charts. Really? She was basically abandoned. Yeah. Because what was country at this point? I'm thinking this is the era of Travis Tritt, Alan Jackson, yeah. Garth Brooks. 95 is when Shania yeah. came out, like a twister, making its a way Canadian through. Canadian twister. Isn't that amazing that the highest selling, is she the highest selling country artist? Is that Garth Brooks? I would think Garth, but I guess she's got to be right there with But him. she's Canadian. It's yeah. like Nashville loves her. Yeah. And she's not even from this country. <laughs> right. 90s country is when they just completely sold out to pop. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, over here in the corner, Emmy Lou is doing this ambient album of cover right. songs by not even country artists that she's covering. Right. Actually, the first person she's covering is Daniel Lenoir, Yeah. which is pretty funny because she's like, I want to cover Neil Young and Bob Dylan. He's like, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> new to Emmy Lou Harris, new to the sound, new to this album. Knowing the, the experience and background of Daniel Lanois, this mm-hmm. sounds like Daniel Lanois. If you've listened to U2 from Unforgettable Fire on, you're going to hear Daniel Lanois' fingerprints on their albums. There are so many similarities and touches and sounds uh, that are so reminiscent mm-hmm. of, of you know, U2. I mean, Larry Mullen Jr., yeah, aka Larry Mullen, senior son, right. is, is playing. Uh, you know, is on drums on this album, but I mean, even lyrically, this could be a song Bono would have written. It has all the elements of a of a U two esque you know, song to it. Yeah, gospel Just, leanings. Yeah, you know, biblical references right. and motherless child kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. I mean, there's there's a lot going on there that harkens back to Lenoir's work with U two. Which is probably one reason why I immediately love this, the way this album starts out. Yeah, we talked about Daniel Lemoyne in detail when, a year ago, mm-hmm. actually, when because we started off season two yeah. in January with mm-hmm. Jeff Wood as our guest mm-hmm. covering Octung Baby. Mm-hmm. A lot of the credit often goes to the bands, but when you listen to Octung Baby, it really was... Eno and Lamois who mm-hmm. influenced that. And you right. can hear that when you listen to Lamois' other stuff because you go, oh, yeah. that's a, that sounds like you mm-hmm. too. It's like, no, it doesn't sound like you too. You too sounds like Lamois. Right. Even to where the beginning part of the song one with the guitar, that's Daniel Lamois playing. It's not yeah. even the edge. Mm-hmm. As you dig in, you see that his influence is very distinct. Yep. The next song we're going to cover is track three. This is a Julie Miller song called All My Tears.
Okay, so if you are an Emmy Lou Harris fan, mm-hmm. this is the last thing you heard from her. It's a little different. Yeah. You don't blame her main audience for leaving. Right. If you love all that country stuff, mm-hmm. this isn't country. What you played before was country. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for the time. Yeah. That was her, her first record on the new label. They really tried to make another go mm-hmm. at country. Okay. And after that, they basically said, you're Amy Lou Harris, approaching 50. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And so she's, again, at a crossroads. She found Lanois because she loved his work with Bob Dylan. Okay. Time Out of Mind, Mm -hmm. resurrected Bob's career, to which our Bob Dylan expert, Dwayne Davis, would say, you can't resurrect what you can't kill. (laughs) He was just resting for a little bit. He was just biding his time. Yeah. This is also coming after Johnny Cash's American American. recordings. So she maybe is thinking, I'm going to take a different direction. It worked worked for Johnny Cash. It's worked for Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. The cool thing about Lamois is that even though he has a definite fingerprint Mm -hmm. on everything... It's not gimmick. His whole goal is to feature the mm-hmm. voice. He's got this really deep low end with the bass and this foundation that's very, very heavy. Mm-hmm. But then he's got all this, it's been called the shimmer effect. He's got all these little ethereal things mm-hmm. happening. There's a whole lot going on, but I don't think you would describe it as busy. No. Because everything stays out of the way just to feature the vocals. The vocals are, are clearly the highlight and the high point of, of these songs. And mm-hmm. I think you're totally right. I mean, with everything going on, the amount of sounds mm-hmm. still get out of the way of the vocals. You know, we talked about Willie Nelson's Redhead Stranger, and that was very simple and mm-hmm. featured the song because it was sparse. Mm-hmm. And this is more just Lamois. I'm just blown away by it. Um, mm-hmm. He is able to use all of these sounds to create space. You'd think that if he piled on the stuff on the track, it would just, the track would get really busy, but yeah. instead it's, it's really simple. Yeah. And it was really cool with Bob Dylan, but I think that this pairing of Lamois... And Amy Lou is just even way better because mm-hmm. she's got the voice. Mm-hmm. That Julie Miller song, uh, we'll reference some of the originals. Most of them are fairly similar. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Lanois doing his own song sounds like <laughs> this, except she's singing it. The Julie Miller song is great. Yeah, and I wasn't familiar with Julie Miller before this either. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's kind of the other cool thing about this album was obviously, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Dylan and Neil Young. And I mean, I was familiar with Lanois, but you know, there's folks like the McGarrigal sisters and, and Julie Miller that were new to me as well. It's so like that these songs were nice little treats to, to listen to. These are kind of folk heroes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times going under the current of right. mainstream society, mm-hmm. but they are the ones who are writing the most beautiful songs. Right. Matt, you know, I have a background in the church, mm-hmm. have been a part of church music for many years. This is one of the most beautiful songs of worship Hmm. not written by somebody who's a worship artist Mm -hmm. and and that's an issue that i have is i think that people in the church get in this bubble they're listening to like older church artists yeah whereas you know julie miller's being influenced by dylan by all these bluegrass artists Mm -hmm. like it's it's just true art and poetry yeah i think this song could be sung on any sunday in any church and and it probably captures the heart and the feel of you know the christian message Mm -hmm. way better than some of the tripe that's being sung right right now that's just kind of all emotional yeah. fluff you know you've got artists who want to write music for the church and they get famous ripping off something from 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. and their lyrics are just trite emotional mm-hmm. stuff it's the real poets the one like, like yeah like samuel yeah like samuel <laughs> 
All right, we'll keep moving on. This next track is a Neil Young song called Wrecking Ball. Listeners, as Matt and I were listening to, we noticed in that course, there's a really busy tambourine going on, mm-hmm. but it's so far in the background, it just kind of creates this little shimmer. Mm-hmm. That's Neil Young singing backing vocals. You could check out the Neil Young version. Love you, Neil, but uh, this version is 10 times better. <laughs> it sounds so good with her in this production mm-hmm. and Neil's background vocals. Yeah. It's such a cool harmony that he mm-hmm. does. It's, it's rare for someone, for you to say like, oh yeah, you really do a good job complimenting someone else doing your song yeah that's that's what that's what's happening here for sure yeah the way they talk about a wrecking ball in this case is like a dance you're going to formal ball oh but it's called the wrecking ball is how is how i interpret okay i saw it as because it says we got nowhere to hide we got nowhere to go so kind of forbidden love Mm -hmm. but if you still decide you want to take a ride like if you want to take the risk then We'll meet out at the wrecking ball, hmm. the the construction site where yeah. no one is, you know, and then we'll go on to the next town and go dancing. There you go. Like, yeah, like small be. town. Like they can't dance in the town. It's like, it's the whole Footloose plot going on. That's right. So I've got to go to another town to dance. He wrote this for Footloose. <laughs> right. He was up against Kenny Loggins. <laughs> we're bringing in two heavy hitters, Kenny Loggins, Neil Young. Who's going to win? I heard they were actually in the room together side by side and had to. Do each song. I had to duke it out. Duke it out. How different would this world be if Footloose had been called Wrecking Ball? (laughs) They missed the boat on this one. (laughs) For sure. Undoubtedly. Again, country music outright rejected this album. Mm -hmm. I love it because as she reinvents herself, not only does she choose Lanois, who is this pop rock U2 Mm -hmm. producer, but then she chooses someone like Neil Young. Mm-hmm. who is not a friend of Nashville. Right. And as we'll see, Jimi Hendrix, she chooses these people who are outsiders. Mm-hmm. It's almost like she's really trying to get away from that whole Nashville conglomerate mm-hmm. of country Polished. corporation. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Incorporated. She continues on with choosing another, I won't say enemy of Nashville, but definitely not a friend. Yeah. In Bob Dylan with the song, Every Grain of Sand. Like criminals, they've choked the breath 
it wouldn't have surprised me if this had been written like by John Wesley 150 years before or something like that. And yeah. again, for me, like digging into it a little bit more and reading about when Dylan wrote this song too, mm-hmm. it all kind of makes sense in that way, in that vein of like at his like conversion stage, you know, yeah. when he wrote it. Again, to your point about he worship music, like this would not surprise me to go into a a Methodist church mm-hmm. and hear this melody, these lyrics sung on a, a Sunday morning. Yeah. It has a lot of Christian undertones, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had been converted in the late 70s to Christianity, and he has three albums, his kind of Christian trilogy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of this, there's an incredible picture out there that Dwayne Davis showed me of Bob Dylan in a Bible study. Mm-hmm. But it's like afterwards, it's just kind of like the bright-eyed Christian standing there, and then mm-hmm. Bob standing there looking like Bob, you know, and it's just <laughs> amazing. It almost looks like the Bernie meme. Oh, yeah. Where he's been like, oh, you yeah. know, photoshopped in there. But <laughs> that's not to say he wasn't sincere. It's just that it's Bob Dylan. He can't, he can't not Bob. Yeah. <laughs> the imagery in the song is incredible. It paints this grandiose picture of this all knowing, mm-hmm. all eternal God, and yet seeing his mark in every grain of sand. Right. Dwayne's going to get me for this, but this is absolutely 100% superior to <laughs> the original. Emmy Lou. And Cheryl Crow sang this at Johnny Cash's funeral. They didn't do All I Want to Do is Have Some Fun. <laughs> <laughs> they got together to meet, and Cheryl Crow's like, I got a song. <laughs> well, they somehow segued into, <laughs> yeah. into that. She kept trying to push it towards that way. <laughs> it's funny that Cheryl Crow was part of that. Nothing against Cheryl Crow, huh. but, you know, sort of pop country artist. I yeah. mean, you'd think it would be like Emmy Lou and Dolly Parton yeah. or something. Yeah. But. I almost said Roseanne Barr. I meant, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Nashville loves yeah, Rosanna. Right. All right, next song by the great Lucinda Williams called Sweet Old World. See what you lost when you left this world. This sweet old world. What you lost when you left this world. This sweet old world The breath from your own lips The touch of fingertips A sweet and tender kiss The sound of a midnight dream that they make 
use of Neil Young's backing vocals on oh that too. Oh my gosh, like, it kills me. For as prolific and as, as great as Neil Young and, and Bob Dylan mm-hmm. are, and they are, I don't think of either one of them as being like the greatest singers. No. Which is okay. I mean, like that's not the strength. That's not you know what, what you go to those guys for. But in, in, in these last two songs, the way that Lenoir incorporates Neil Young's harmonies and backing vocals is yeah. just so incredibly powerful in this song. That was not in the original, actually. Neil Young came in and just sat down at the piano and worked out that harmony. Hmm. And it's not just a, oh, I'm just going to follow you. Yeah. It's almost like a counter melody. Mm-hmm. It makes it so much sadder. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring you down as much as make you reflect. Yeah, it's a very pensive, nostalgic song. And, and you know, it, it makes me wonder, was that about a family member who's gone? Is it about you know, a lover who like made a choice and went, went away? And so it's like... Well, it's actually about a friend of hers. I think it may have been a lover mm-hmm. back in 1979, a poet who had taken his life. And so she wrote this song. It took 13 years to be released because the people in charge were saying, no, 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 that's too sad. We're not right. going to do that. you know. But then she put out an album of the same name, Sweet Old World. Number 22 on Rolling Stone's 40 most sad uh, country songs. Jeez. Yeah. From the genre that owns the category of sad songs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's saying a lot. <laughs> and, and it's Lucinda Williams. It's not Reba McIntyre. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or George Jones or, or um, something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything mm-hmm. about Willie Nelson's Redheaded Stranger that we talked about with Tim Hunter. Mm-hmm. He introduced me to that, fell in love with it. However, I would love to hear Daniel Lamois production on this song mm-hmm. not the ones earlier with the the funky noises mm-hmm. and the shimmer but this song on willie nelson's album mm-hmm. you know just to see what that would feel like because it's a very simple production there's yep. not a lot going on there's a little piano that comes into the chorus mm-hmm. but it's very simple in the in the verses that'd be really interesting to hear and similarly i would love to have heard willie nelson doing the harmonies on the song Oh my I mean, gosh! I think yeah, in place of Neil Young. I mean, Neil Young is fantastic on this, but yeah, and and maybe they'd be similar. I mean, because you know, you know, Willie, they they both have those voices that can crack as they get a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And but I, I think I think you know, Willie putting his spin on on this this harmony would have been that just spectacular, amazing. Yeah, here's a taste of the original by Lucinda. See what you lost when you left this world. What you lost when you left this world, this sweet old world. The breath from your own lips, the touch of fingertips, a sweet and tender kiss. This is one of the two on the album that I think the original is amazing. Mm-hmm. I still like Emmy Lou's, mm-hmm. but I think that that original by Lucinda is very Lucinda mm-hmm. and very sad. What's what's the other song that the original is amazing? Funny you should ask, Matt, because it's the next song we're uh-huh. going to cover, which is Orphan Girl. God's eye, but I share my 
by Gillian Welch, Mm -hmm. who had not even released an album. Wow. She'd been known as a writer, Mm -hmm. but this song kind of put her on the map. Right. This is the song she played for the record company when she got her record deal. And she also wrote the foreword to the re-released vinyl edition, very reverent piece about the album Wrecking Ball and about Emmylou and her influence. I love how she describes Emmylou Mm -hmm. putting her song on the album. It was the greatest and kindliest shove Hmm. anyone could have given me. This isn't a case of right place at the right time. It's, no. She had the goods. She had the skills. And yeah. It was, it was more of a matter of time. Yeah, than, it was going to happen. Yeah. Because this original version is incredible. That sounds like it could have been recorded like in the dressing room of a, like backstage. And yeah, it's just, but it's so. In the 40s. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But it's so crystalline and clear and beautiful. Man, she's got that mountain voice Mm -hmm. that's so perfect. And that version is beautiful. But again, Emmy Lou, the songs that she takes and what she and Lanois do with them, it's magical. This album is incredible. They do it in a way that it's paying respect to these songs it's not like you made a good start gillian you know that's nice and we're gonna we're gonna improve upon it it's it's not that it's more of i love this song i'm inspired by the song yeah it makes me want to give it the respect and the honor it deserves finest work fans one thing that we challenge each other with every epipod is Mm -hmm. if you had to remove a song which one would it be and so Matt, Emmy Lou is, gosh, what's she going to do? She's she so gonna, sweet. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's not going to meet you at the Wrecking Ball? She's going to stand you up oh, man. if you don't take a song off Wrecking Ball. So if you had to, which one would it be? So again, I don't know this album. I haven't sat with this album for anything more than this past week. This could change in a week from now, probably. But the song that does the least for me from this album is the title track, Wrecking Ball. It's hard for me to pinpoint why. In an album full of wonderfully beautiful songs, to me, it's the least beautiful song. It is an album of beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. And there's not really, I don't think, anything that doesn't fit, sure. per se. Yeah, yeah. But the one I would take off is Going Back to Harlan. And there's not even a strong case for it. Yeah, I had to pick one. I mean, it's like asking you to pick your favorite child. <laughs> That's easy. Well, I, I mean, mean, that would well, be... <laughs> Listeners, this may feel like an odd album for us to do, even as well known as it is. Mm-hmm. It has not sold millions of copies, right. if it's even sold a million at all. Mm-hmm. But it is an incredible album. I encourage you to put some headphones on, mm-hmm. take a walk, and listen to this because it's very beautiful. We're still in the middle of just weird times, mm-hmm. obviously. To have an album like this that is just so beautifully produced, it's so full of just pretty songs, but also 
you know, very retrospective and reverent songs. Um, yeah. It's as good a time as any to get to know this album. It's been a, a treat to get introduced to it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Finest Work Songs. And as we mentioned earlier, send us an email, finestworksongs at gmail.com. Who knows? Maybe we'll read your email on the air in another edition of Kenny Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got more Epipods coming your way. Oh, yeah. But until then, we hope you keep... Have a great day, guys. Yeah, just keep, keep doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, really appreciate it. You're that. doing great. Yeah. Hang in there. Love you, dude. <laughs>